So I wanted to tell you a little story, <laughs> a cautionary tale, if you will, um, of following our strategy and our authority. So I always say I'm on the path, right? And, we're, and we make missteps and we figure it out along the way and we hopefully learn from those. And I tell clients all the time, you will most learn how to use your strategy and your authority when you catch yourself when you've made the wrong decision and you evaluate and take inventory physically and somatically of how you felt when your body was telling you something different, you know, sometimes we all do it. You know, we are, we are, I am 42 years old at the time of this recording and I didn't learn human design until I was around 35. Uh, and so that's a long ass time of like working things out with my mind and uh, deducing and pros and conning and making lists and, and discerning what I think would be the right decision, what I should be doing, as opposed to listening to my body. We're not going to unravel that conditioning overnight. It takes time. It just, it takes time. And we're going to make mistakes again and again. And that's okay. And we just have to be gentle with ourselves and really... There are no mistakes because we're learning it right when we're supposed to be learning it. You know, I've had people ask me if I had known my astrocartography, would I have moved to Portland? Maybe not, but I would have missed out on this whole life that I had there. You know, I walked through a sliding door that maybe I wouldn't have walked through had I had the information. So maybe I wasn't meant to have that information yet because I was meant to walk through that door. You know, like we make decisions and then we just, we follow through and we, uh, we learn something from it and we have a whole experience because of it and and then we move on. Like there's no reason to beat ourselves up. But, not but, and. Uh, so I had an experience recently where I was offered a trade on my car. Like basically I was offered a Jeep uh, in exchange for uh, trading my car in. And I wasn't, even thinking about getting a new car. I got a pickup truck before I moved to Portland and I loved it so, and it turned out to be a lemon. And so at the time I got this like Nissan Rogue because it was practical and it would serve me and it was kind of the opposite of all the problems I was having with the truck. And I didn't really love it, but I kind of grew to love it, uh, especially you know, in 2020, I left and took like a really big road trip. And I think we bonded a little bit during that time and I got comfortable with it. But it wasn't my favorite car. But I, but I, like I said, I kind of resigned myself to it. And, and, and there was like kind of a deep, uh, a deep appreciation and like a, a little like relationship developing there that was pretty nice. And then I got offered this Jeep. And I mean, when I was 16, I wanted a Jeep so bad. And my parents were like, they're way too dangerous. And so I didn't get a Jeep. I got like a Eagle Talon was my first car. Um, and my second car was actually close to a Jeep, but it was like one of those two-door RAV4s that I said looked like a turtle because it was green. It was pretty hilarious. Uh, but anyway, I've always wanted a Jeep. So I have this opportunity to take this Jeep, which is in better condition than my car. It is newer than my car. It does have more miles on it because I don't drive a lot except when I take big road trips, but 
it was, you know, all the things I've always wanted. Also, I love a boxy car. Like I love, love a boxy car. And they're all going to this like weird aerodynamic spaceship vibe that I don't love. And so the Jeeps are really kind of the last remaining boxy car, especially the four doors. They remind me of kind of the old Land Rovers, which I loved. And so when I was offered this Jeep, it was my family was like, we're going to get rid of this Jeep and get a new one. Do you want to take this Jeep and we'll just trade in your car? And I was like, I don't know. And it was such a weird response because you would have thought that I would have been like, hell yeah, like this car is amazing. It's in much better shape than mine. It's like, it's black. I love black. It's a four door. It's boxy. It's um, going to last me probably a lot longer than this Nissan is going to last me. I should have felt like, hell yeah, in my body, but I didn't. And I even talked through it with like some friends and with my family being like, and this is what I would say, I just don't understand why I'm not more excited about it. Why wouldn't I be so excited about it? But something in my body is like not excited, you know? And I'm an emotional authority, so I, I, ha I also have sacral definition and splenic definition. Um, so I slept on it for about a week, almost two weeks probably. And you know, with an emotional authority, we're not ever gonna come to like 100%, but as a sacral being, we wanna follow our joy if you are a sacral being with an emotional authority. Um, but you know, we're going to get to like 80% surety probably like this is the right decision. This is the right, this is the thing we should be doing. This is the thing we want to be doing, not should be doing. Um, and so I decided to take it kind of against, I did the mental thing. I did the like, I don't know what's going on with this, but maybe it's just, I hate, I hate adulting. I'm a Pisces South node and I just want people to take care of all of that stuff for me. And so like the thought I had just registered my old car in Texas and like taking care of all of that stuff because my registration in Oregon was up and I was like, I don't want to go back through all of that, like re-registering a car and getting plates again and doing the whole thing. And um, so I was like, maybe it's just like a me being a little a little child about not wanting to do the adulting, go to the, go to the, um, tax office, pro, you know, thing. Uh, so I, I like shit it all over myself. I was like, I should take this. It's a great deal. It's like, I mean, I love Jeeps. It's going to be so much fun. I even took it on a drive and like kind of had a conversation with myself. Like, yeah, you know, they're not as comfortable as of a ride, but they're a lot of fun. So I basically did the mental checklist and I ignored my body's meh response to it, which for a sacral being, meh is usually a no, you know? And so um, I decide to take it and then I take my car in to trade or to, um, to, to, yeah, to trade it in and the day that I'm taking my car in to trade it in, I'm having the worst anxiety I've had in a long time. Like I was like, where did this come from? And I totally chalked it up to, oh, there's like this crazy cosmic portal happening and it's totally that. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm having like a, a crazy cosmic weather day, you know, totally chalked it up to that. 
used my like acupressure points, like got through the day, no worries, traded the car in, was like pretty easy and then switched over to the Jeep and like took care of all the details. And I take the Jeep, well, <laughs> before I even take the Jeep anywhere, I take the Jeep on like an hour and a half drive uh, to go to go to an appointment and my hip is killing me. And I'm a short person, I'm 5'4", and I had a pickup truck before, like I said, and I actually had some trouble with the pickup truck because if you know cars, like Jeeps and trucks are just shaped differently. The floorboard is farther away from you. It's more of like a, an angular shape, like a 90 degree angle from the seat to the floor and then out. Whereas uh, on cars and even SUVs, there's you're like lower to the floor, I guess. At any rate, I started noticing that every time I had to go fast at all, that my heel was lifting up off the ground and I was like pushing with my toe and it was like engaging my whole leg. And so I was having this problem with my hip hurting and like the back of my leg hurting and it just feeling tweaked, which is not how you want to feel in your new car. So I started troubleshooting. I tried like putting something on the pedal. I tried putting something under the mat. I bought a dead pedal, which is like something you put on the left side to try to balance my weight and my hips, but it didn't come out very far. The Jeep and trucks just have like a really deep uh, bed for the pedals and the gas pedal is so much deeper than the brake. So even if I put my seat all the way forward and I can barely like gas it past 30, um, I have to like pull my leg back to get to the brake. It's ridiculous. So I've been troubleshooting this and I'm planning on taking a like lengthy trip to a B&B for the week. And so I play with all kinds of different things um, to try to get there uh, and see if I can make it work. And I'm still troubleshooting this. I think I'm actually going to get a pedal extension, which makes me feel kind of funny, but you know, whatever works. Uh, we don't want to like drive cars that that misalign our bodies. And so it's important to get it fixed. So there's that whole thing that I'm sorting out. And it's kind of like I'm having a little bit of that. Oh, man, should I have listened? <laughs> to Maybe I did disregard my intuition and my strategy and authority here uh, moment. But I'm still like stoked on the Jeep and I'm excited so then I take it on this trip and I'm driving through the Texas Hill Country, which is pretty up and down, and some lightning bolt red light goes off. I'm like talking on the phone, I'm driving down a hill and this lightning bolt goes off, which a lightning bolt never feels like a good indicator light. And I'm like, oh, this light just came on. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like I had no control over the car all of a sudden. like. I couldn't get it to go when I wanted it to go. I couldn't get it to stop when I wanted it to stop. Um, it was like trying to rev. It, it was like, I always think about all these cars with their new technology and I don't really love it. Like I'd love to go back to a car where I crank the window down and I don't have any of this Bluetooth business except maybe heated seats, which I love. Uh, because I'm always like, you know, all of this electrical stuff can short out and do weird stuff and the more like, kind of technology that you put in the car, like these cars that drive themselves, I guarantee someone is gonna lose control of their car. It's just, it's gotta be inevitable. Um, 
So I'm, I'm a bit of a purist when it comes to some of this stuff and I don't love it already. Uh, and so it's kind of like that coming true for me. Like all of a sudden I can't control the car and I, and I'm like going down the hill and I'm pushing the gas all the way down and it's not really going. And then it kind of goes for a little bit. I get up the hill. I try to make a left to get off the hill, off the road. Um, and, and I, and I can barely go. It's like I'm trying to drive in neutral. And then I get there and it starts revving. And I'm on the cliff, basically. Uh, it starts revving like it's going to take off. So I just turn the whole car off. Like I pull the emergency brake and turn the car off. I'm like freaking out. I'm on the phone. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. My car is like driving itself. Um, and I pull out the manual and I look up what's going on and how to reset it. And I turn the car on. And the minute I turn the, the car over, it's like trying to take off like it's like I've got my pedal to the floor on the gas so I turn it back off um and I do all this troubleshooting stuff and I finally get it sorted and uh and you know it's kind of like okay like hopefully it'll be okay for the rest of my trip <laughs> I'm just gonna trust until I get back and I can get it looked at and I do I get back okay and uh and I and I'm like have an appointment to take it into the local mechanic to have him see what see what's up and then the that weekend I'm getting the car to go have dinner and I get a flat tire <laughs> it's, just, it's just like are you kidding me I hear you I hear you universe you know um and and I and I you know I get the flat tire fixed I take it to the mechanic who who says it's like something with the throttle electronic system the gas pedal is not communicating with the brake pedal which sounds like a analogy for life and also like a crazy problem to have for a car um but he can't fix it so I'm still kind of in this waiting period I'm supposed to take it to the dealership tomorrow and like try to figure out what's going on and look I'm not saying that I'm like that I shouldn't have taken the jeep because I do love the jeep and I'm troubleshooting all of these problems. And hopefully this is the end of the problems and not the beginning of more problems. But I am saying that there's been all of this, these problematic issues in my life since I got the Jeep. And my strategy and my authority, you know, when we're inside of it, sometimes we can't see it as clearly because we are doing the mental game and trying to go back and forth. But looking back at the conversations that I had with people and, and what I was saying, uh, like, I don't know why I'm not more excited about this. Why am I not more excited about this? Should have been a huge indication that I, that I probably should not have taken it. Um, that life would be easier right now had I not taken it. You know, uh, is it like creating extreme hardship in my life? No. And do I love the Jeep? Yeah. And, and I'm probably going to keep it once I find out what's going on and if it can be fixed. But, um, you know, like I said, it's, I, I walked through this door and there are good things about it and challenging things about it. Uh, life would probably have been easier had I not walked through this door. And I don't know if it's going to continue to be a problem or if this is just like it came in threes, you know, this was the third thing and now we're done and we're going to move forward and all is going to be great. And I've tried to have a nice conversation with the car and make friends with the car. Um, 
but uh, but it is like a really clear example, you know, when we look back and we can say, oh yeah, I totally made that decision with my mind and I totally disregarded my intuition and now I am like kind of made my bed and I'm going to lie in it and figure it out and like troubleshoot the problems. Uh, but I might not have had, you know, things go wrong with cars. Maybe something was going to go wrong with my other car. Um, but based on everything that's happened, based on how I felt and how I made the decision, it's a kind of one of those examples of like, okay, I, I didn't listen and uh, this is a good learning experience. And they always are good learning experiences and I wanted to share it with humor because it's just, you know, you gotta laugh. Like it's pretty hilarious that, <laughs> I mean, this is all within a couple weeks of taking over the Jeep. So, um, so maybe my story uh, will help you lean more into your strategy and authority and intuition. You know, I talk a lot about kind of the soup that is our intuition. And it's not just like, yes, we need to learn our strategy and our authority first and foremost. And yes, as an emotional authority, that trumps everything for me. But there's like a a mishmash of things going on in my chart that make up my whole intuition. And that includes my strategy and my authority. That includes me being a sacral being. That includes me having a defined spleen. That includes gate 57 and gate 44 and my smell cognition. And uh, it includes a lot of different things, you know, and all of those things help me to make more clear decisions based on how I'm feeling about something in my body, not based on what I think I should. And I say this to clients all the time. When you're saying to yourself, I should do this, you're probably going down the wrong path. And this is one of those times when I disregarded my own advice <laughs> and I went for the should anyway, because it just made sense. Why wouldn't I, you know? And now I'm learning. So hopefully this is helpful for somebody or at least gives you a good laugh. <laughs>